What's up, folks? It is episode 89 that was postponed from Thursday to today because we had some network issues due to a storm that rolled through here in Florida. And unfortunately, when the storms roll through, a lot of times it does knock out the internet. So we apologize for that, but we are live here today. It is Sunday, uh, about 11 03 in the morning. We started for a slight delay here. Dave Burkett is on in the green room on the audio side as he is making his way over to uh, Detroit Stadium, also known as Ford Stadium. So we will have him on here in a second. So just a quick introduction. Dave Burkett will be on with us. He has very minimal time, so we appreciate him coming on. I'm going to add Fuji here to the stream. Fuji, how are you? Normally we do a quick introduction with your background, but again, we're limited for time, so we want to make sure we get you on here as quickly as we possibly can. Week 8, the showdown in Motown. Birds and the Lions facing off. Two and five against zero and seven. How are you, Angel? Let's get the forties rocking today, baby. Yes, sir. Well, it is a believe it or not, kind of a chilly day here in Tampa, about sixty-four degrees. But you know what? It's it's a nice break from the summer heat that we get, so it's it's pretty pretty cool. And uh, on the line with us here, we have Dave Burkett once again from the G Detroit Free Press. Dave, how are you? I know we can't see you, but we thank you for coming on. Yeah, I'm doing great. How are you guys? North, Good, doing well. Coming on. So now we know that Detroit obviously is looking for a win, just like the Eagles are looking for a win today. They don't want to go into a three-game slide, but again, Detroit's going into a seven-game slide. And we've seen things like this, Dave, with uh, obviously with Cleveland. Cleveland going 0-16 two years in a row and now have turned things around. So what's expected, I guess, kind of right out of the gate here, from Detroit today, and can they possibly get the first win, which we don't want to see against the Eagles, but could it happen today? Yeah, I mean, look, the I think everyone sort of knew entering this season what the Lions were, right? This was a rebuilding year. They had a new coach, a new GM, a new quarterback. So no one, uh, as much as people want wins and, and are frustrated by the losing, no one expected miracles this year. And, and so I think there's some, some realistic expectations about what this team is. And honestly, in some ways, uh, not record-wise, of course, but they have exceeded those, those expectations a little bit. So um, today... Uh, look, I think these are two pretty evenly matched teams, two pretty bad teams, to be frank. And uh, I did pick the Lions to win. I don't have a, a ton of conviction about it. But um, with their bye week up next, I think this is a shot for the Lions to get their first victory. Dave, as far as uh, Eagles and Lions, pretty much similar situations with Dan Campbell as a rookie head coach, Nick Sirianni, the same thing here. How would you, how would you say the Lions, do you see them progressing as opposed to right now, looks like the Eagles are regressing. What's your take on that? Yeah, I, I mean, you know, the the thing about the the Lions right now is that, um, you know, as, as bad as things are, I, I think they're they're sort of pointed in the right direction. I mean, they have a very young roster. Uh, started the season as the second youngest in the NFL. Um, they've they've lost their two best offensive linemen, their best pass rusher. You know, their top young cornerback to injuries. And they've still been in some games. Um, you know, no one's no one's given them a ribbon for that. But, uh, you know, they lost twice on last second field goals. One of them a, a historic kick. Um, and so I, I think there's there's they've done some good things. Um, you know, and, and Dan Campbell's a big, big part of the, the reason why. I mean, people do, you know, seem to uh, embrace his his genuineness and his passion and, and uh, the way that he's he's treated players and people in the organization has been a breath of fresh air to a lot of people involved. As far as uh, the number one pick, Penny Sewell, drafted by the Lions this year, I believe it will be going up against Josh Sweat slash Derek Barnett. How do you see him matching up against the Eagles' defensive line? Sewell's played pretty well. I mean, he's uh, 
look, he's a rookie. You know, he'll have some – he'll get a little sloppy with his technique at times. And, uh, you know, he had a couple hiccups there. He gave up four sacks in a two-game stretch against the uh, the Bears and Vikings. But for a, a 21-year-old left tackle, you know, a guy who did not play a snap of football last year because of COVID, um, you know, I, I think he's been uh, better than, than most people would have expected. Uh, very bright future and probably stays at left tackle for the Lions long term. As far as Jared Goff, I mean, coming in, coming over from a trade with, with the Rams for Matt Stafford, do you see uh, Jared Goff being the future or just playing out his contract? Yeah, I, I don't think he's the future for the Lions at quarterback. Um, you know, I think the Lions were maybe there was some hope that he, he could be when they first got him, but they, they certainly weren't, you know, committing to him long term. And then, you know, seeing him up close, I mean, he, he's been a part of this 0 7 start. You know, he has 10 turnovers. Um, you know, he's, he's, he's a reason why uh, it's not all his fault. You know, they don't have much in the passing game, very few explosive receivers. Um, you know, and, and some of the turnovers haven't been his fault, but he just good quarterbacks lead their teams to more. They, they make their teams better. And he has not done that this year. So I, I do think the Lions will be, you know, looking for a new quarterback again this offseason. And whether they draft one or not, uh, that's on their, their agenda to do at some point in the future. Would you say as far as T.J. Hawkinson, Jamal Williams and Swift, they will be a problem for the Eagles defense in the secondary today? Well, that's certainly the Lions' three best, you know, skill players and, uh, you know, the, the guys that they build their offense around, Swift in particular, just because of his dual threat ability. Um, you know, uh, Jamal Williams is a little banged up. Uh, assuming he plays, he, he might not have a full workload, and, and that could, could put a little more on Swift's plate. But really the Lions' offense is about DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson and getting that running game going. So if they're going to have any success whatsoever, it's going to be about those three. Uh, just to piggyback on what you were saying with DeAndre Swift and uh, Jamal Williams, I mean, Eagles defense is 30th in the, in the league against the rush. Kind of similar with what happened last week with the Raiders. You know, they pounded Josh Jacobs and Kenyon Drake, and I forgot the tight end's name, but it could be a similar situation with that offense, the way David Carr and those guys came out and just put the Eagles up last week. Well, that's that's been the Lions, um, you know, mo all season is they don't they can't win shootouts just because of the personnel they have really on both sides of the ball. You know, they they uh, defensively they rank near the bottom of the league in most categories too, and so they don't want to they don't want to expose that unit. And then offensively, they just again they don't have the horses in the passing game, so they need to control the clock. They need to to be cognizant of the snaps their defense is playing, and, and a lot of that is about getting the ball in Jamal Swift, Jamal DeAndre Swift, and Jamal Williams' hands. As far as the Lions receivers, I know you got Geronimo Allison and I forgot St. Brown's first name, but he's doing pretty good in the slot going up against Avante Maddox. How would you break down the, the wide receivers for the Lions going up against the Eagles secondary? I mean, again, they, you know, it's uh, probably the, the worst receiving core you're going to see this year. Um, you know, so I know Philadelphia has some problems on defense, but. Uh, Lions just don't have a lot of horses offensively to, to, to expose that. I mean, St. Brown, you're right. I'm on Ross St. Brown. He's, he's caught a bunch of passes this year. Khalif Raymond has been a pleasant surprise. But, you know, defenses just don't have to game plan for the Lions receivers deep. 
I mean, let's switch sides with the ball as far as the Eagles off Eagles receivers going up against the Lions secondary. How would you say that the Lions match up with against Devontae, Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins, and company? Well, I, I think, you know, Philadelphia's speed could be an issue. I mean, I, you know, look, if the Lions aren't the worst receiving court in the NFL, it might be the Eagles, you know. Uh, you know Smith aside, obviously, he's a talented young player, but um, it's not like Philadelphia's offense is scaring a whole lot of people either. So, um, you know, the Lions have, you know, they're, they're best when they, they get their defensive front loose. You know, they've, they've been able to get a little bit, bit of pressure on the passer, even with Romeo Aquara's injury. Um, in the back end, they're very young. They've got two rookies that, that start for them in the secondary. Um, you know, so uh, they've, they've, they've certainly been exposed at times this year, giving up the big play. And that's just one thing they have to be cognizant of against Philadelphia and that speed. As far as Dallas Goddard being the number one tight end, can you see the, the Lions linebackers covering Richard Rodgers slash Dallas Goddard? Yeah, I mean, uh, probably see, you know, their safeties uh, do some of that. Tracy Walker's having a nice year at safety for them. Um, you know, maybe even they, they, you know, they've played three safeties at times this year, and I can see them going to that look um, today. Um, you know, look, again, the Lions don't have, uh, I think you look at the personnel on the defensive side of the ball, they don't have a lot of big-time, you know, blue-chip playmakers, and that goes for all three levels. Yeah, uh, well, in case you guys are just joining us here, we have Dave Burkett on the line with us here from the Detroit Free Press. He is on the way out there to Ford Field, uh, which should be, again, a good matchup today. A definitely good matchup today. But uh, I want to get back to at least a little bit on the ownership here, Dave, if you don't mind. Does, I know Detroit is obviously going through the woes. We see it uh, as fans. We see it from you know around the NFL. Is Detroit believing with the – obviously the, the trade between the quarterbacks here, between Matt to Jared? Is Detroit trying to rebuild the entire organization from the ground up, or is it one of those cases, almost like we're in Philly, where they're depending on the GM to do everything, and the GM is failing? I mean, this is, you know, the head coach and GM have been in, in power for 10 months now, so certainly would be way too early to say anything is failing or succeeding. You know, they, they undertook a complete rebuild this offseason, uh, as I said at the top, you know, new coach, new GM, new quarterback, um, you know, and so I think you, you got to give them them time to, to take hold and people like what they've seen so far. They don't have any wins that has to change. Everyone knows that to be the case. Um, but, uh, you know, it's it's far too early to say whether they're going to fail or succeed. Right. And it's the same thing here in Philly where you just become, as fans, we all know that we would love for our teams to win. They don't want to start out the way they are. Detroit obviously at 0-7, the Eagles at 2-6, not the start they expected to have. But again, when you have a brand new set of coaches, it's tough for them to gel within the first week, second week, even third week. I mean, you can go an entire season, up to two seasons at times, where they can finally start getting a good rhythm for themselves. And I know Nick Sirianni this week had compared the team to a flower and as far as, uh, uh, you know, getting them to sprout and, and see, you know, like fun stuff. But we know different coaches like to use different analogies to try to get the players going. Nick has like five of them that he likes to use every single day. So from the head coaching staff from Detroit, is there something that they use? Like, does the head coach, when they going into practices, is there kind of any analogies that he uses? Or is it just, you know, going by the old standards of football and putting a good game plan together? 
Well, I mean, I think everyone remembers Dan Campbell from his opening press conference, you know, when he talked about, you know, biting kneecaps and fighting till the end and sort of, you know, painting that picture. And that's, that's really what this team has been about. You know, again, they, um, most games you take out the Bengals game. That was, that was sort of their, their worst showing of the year, but you know, most games they have scrapped till the end and they've, they've, they've hung in there against, you know, teams that are clearly better, more talented than they are. And, and so, you know, I think this team has embodied its coach in a lot of ways um, and that it's full of a lot of, you know, fighters and, and guys that, you know, that, that will scrap and, and uh, you know, will, uh, you know, will do everything they can to, uh, to succeed. And, and so, again, they haven't yet, um, you know, it's a lot of a lot of young guys on, on both sides of the ball here. There's they're, they're talent deficient in many areas. Uh, um, but, you know, people here in Detroit understood the rebuild that they were undertaking. Dave, hey, what is your uh, what is your opinion of uh, running backs coach slash head coach through Staley? Yeah, we talked to Staley this week. Um, you know, obviously a longtime Eagle, a lot of ties to the organization. You know, he said the he thinks he's past the emotion part of, of facing his old team. Um, I'm sure there'll be a little bit of emotion when he gets on the field there. You know, Dave Fipp, a former special teams coordinator. Uh, with with Philadelphia is, is here too. He's in COVID protocols though. So, um, look, uh, you know, I think Deuce, the Lions are, and Dan Campbell in particular, is trying to help him along in terms of getting the, you know, the experience he needs to, to be a head coach and sort of grooming him to be that much like Sean Payton did for Dan. Um, and so, you know, I, I could see Deuce getting that opportunity at some point, but only if the Lions win. You know, an O for season is not going to help anyone in their pursuit of new jobs well Deuce Staley three times interviewed and passed over here and you know he played eight years with the Eagles was with the Eagles organization as a coach for at least nine or ten and you know he came into the NFL with the Eagles you know growing up pretty much and you know when he spent 18 seasons with an organization to me uh, I think a lot of people a lot of Eagles Fans in Eagles Nation will agree with this, but Deuce Staley should have been the head coach. As I said, passed over three times by Jeff Lurie. I think he he will be a coach in the NFL somewhere. He's a player's coach. I know the running backs going back throughout the years loved him. So, you know, it's, it's a pretty impressive resume. And Deuce will definitely get the chance to be a head coach and will succeed, I believe. Yep. No, I mean, uh, again, I, I don't have any firsthand knowledge of, you know, what uh, those that interview process was like. I certainly know how respected he was in Philadelphia, but, you know, you got to win. I mean, you know, uh, right. for for his sake and other coaches on this staff who want new jobs, uh, Lions need to get put some wins together. Right. And that uh, last question we have for you, Dave, because we know you're approaching again the stadium. We want to make sure you get there on time. Uh, Jared Goff. How has he been received by the team so far this season? And then how much involvement has he had in the community? Even though you know, we haven't been, he hasn't been there that long, but how much has he he's liked the, the Detroit area? Yeah, I mean, um, look, again, you know, with Jared, it was, you know, uh, he was he was the throw-in to the Matthew Stafford trade, right? The, the trade was about right. the draft picks. The Lions, they, they did want a veteran, you know, caretaker to, to handle the position to sort of keep them out of this situation that hasn't ha- happened so far. I do think people in the organization, you know, maybe appreciate the leadership that he's shown, some of the things that he's done behind closed doors. 
his play has not been great. Um, you know, 10 turnovers this season. Again, not all his fault. The Lions have no one in the receiving core that, that really challenges receivers deep, and, and maybe that's part of why Jared's numbers are down too. But he needs to be better. I think most fans, uh, and probably if you, if you ask most people in the organization, you know, they would, uh, they would admit that, you know, the Lions will, will, by the time they're ready to win, they will have a new trigger man playing quarterback. Well, we all said this and leave. Thank you so much for coming on with us. We really do appreciate it. Uh, any final predictions is what you believe the score would end up being here ultimately at the end of the game. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I picked the Lions to win 23-17 in the, the paper today, freep.com. If you want to check out my, my scouting report and predictions. Um, look, again, I, I don't I think both these teams are – you know, they're both pretty bad, you know, frankly. And right. The Lions being at home, bye week, a little more desperate for a win, uh, maybe a little bit more in their coach, kind of the, the way the season has gone. Um, and so I, I've got the Lions winning a close one at Ford Field. All right, well, listen, Dave, thank you so much again for coming on with us. Again, we're going to let you go here so you can arrive safely there at uh, at Port Stadium. So, Thank you for coming on. Again, we'll have everybody make sure they follow you there on Twitter and also to reach out for to look out for your article as well so everyone can take a look. Because even though we're Eagles fans, we also like to share love with everyone that comes on the show with us. So thank you so much again, Dave, for coming on with us today. Thank you, Dave. Can we lose him? Yeah, I think we have lost him. It sounded like he was going into the Sounds like he was he might have been going because it was breaking up his cell. But hey, listen, at least we got the important part of the interview uh, under at least under the time limit for one and two that the key parts of it we already were here because it's tough when you're on the road. Obviously, we have you know from Verizon, AT and T to T-Mobile, you name it. But you get into areas where it's kind of bad. So uh, thanks today for coming on. We appreciate it. And uh, Joey B, good lord. First of all, everybody else, Rich Bridge, Eagles Minions Group, thank you so much. And by the way, you guys. We will be signing off here in about another four minutes and then jumping on over to episode 90, getting you ready for the pregame show with uh, Goose's Goats. So make sure you jump over there as well as we'll be firing that one up. Uh, but Kathleen, I saw Katie. Who else did I see up here? Rick Marcus, which, yeah, Rick. Uh, uh, I saw Rick's comment here earlier. I want to bring it back up if I see it. Our buddy Joey B. Yeah, Joey B. I'm bringing his up too. He's quite the comedian that he is. Carissa, Michelle. I did see her uh, where was Rick's comment? It was earlier. Overall, the person has zero paycheck. Oh, here we go. So he says, uh, Sherry, wear a hoodie today. He's probably a bit chilly for me. Yeah. <laughs> it's funny, Rick, did you bring it up? Because it's so many people. It's funny to see here in Florida, Fuji, and, and just kind of pick the picture out there for everybody. It gets like in the 60s, and you'll have people pull out like the fur coats, the wool caps, scarves, gloves, you name it. It's like, are you kidding me? Like, this is nothing remotely to what it is like back home, but it's just, it's funny to see. Do you, do you have a fur coat like Howard Eskin used to wear? Like the I blank? surely don't. You got it. You got it back in that closet with the Brady jersey. What <laughs> garb you got there, right? From fanatics.com. No. <laughs> and all that Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Lightning apparel you have, man. No. I'm gonna wear I'm gonna wear a lightning hat today. So you pulled that out of the closet. I know you got it from Fanatics, right? Where else? Yeah. Who else but, has the best sports apparel? 
Hey, no one but the fanatics. You're absolutely right. right. But no, I don't have any Tom Brady fanatics That's here. True. In I bet you do. I know no, you. I bet you do. I, I sure don't. But I do have I do have my NHL Tampa Bay Lightning hat. That's for sure. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. you're good, you. You're good. Yeah. Well, listen, no, great point though. Fanatics.com. Uh, if you guys need everything, operation license, everything, visit fanatics.com. Uh, well, you can get your Tom Brady gear if you want some there in New England. But uh, no, this guy Tampa here. Tampa Bay New England. Michigan, no, even. I'm sure they got a Michigan jersey. Oh, I'm Tom quite Brady sure. Somewhere. Hey, by the way, uh, uh, speaking of, because we've got about two minutes here before we sign off, on fanatics.com, they have 65% off today. So there's even there's a couple of shirts left over. And there's a couple on the way here to the house. There's one they have where it says uh, Top Dogs. That was from the Rutherford Super Bowl from 2017, Super Bowl champions. So that's on the way to the house. So someone thinks that I bleed red for some reason on a green, so it doesn't happen. There's no Tom Brady apparel in this household. Thank you mm. very much. What, now, if I you said this, what, if, what if I have the FBI come with a search warrant and search everything from top to bottom? They can search it and they'll find nada when it comes to nah. Tampa Bay. Yep, from the Buccaneers, shall I say. They will find the championship ring, though, from the Lightning. That they will find. Oh, and by the uh, way, speaking I, of – I bet they will. Yeah, speaking of other championship rings, which uh, I, I don't put too far away there, of course, one of the more important ones here, and I know I'm further away from the camera than usual, but right, let's not forget about Nikki Six here. I need binoculars for that. Yeah, well, if if I get up I and get walk over, my eyes are. Good. All right, hold on. Let's make me a little bit closer. I'm knocking over the camera. There you go, the world champs. Yeah, you, dust, you dusted that thing off, didn't you? Five yeah. years later. <laughs> I believe it's five years later. Like, and people are still gloating over that. Sure is, but you know what? Hey, it, it, it's the first and only one, so I, I guess things happen. Doesn't matter. There might be actually something that might be coming on here later on about the size of I don't know about this thing, maybe. We'll see if I get lucky on that one. That it, it might be coming. But Joey B, uh, Joey just it's what the, quite the character. Rick says, "Well, Mr. Cole, will be dressing up for Halloween." Nah, you know what? I've been like <laughs> so busy this week. I have an underdog mask here from the Super Bowl years we speak about, but I don't know what the hell I did with it. Nah, I should have dressed up, you know. So you know, I should have. Hopefully, it's sad that uh, Fanatics.com don't sell that Vito Corleone guard. Just dress in a black suit, white shirt, and a black tie, and then I could be the godfather. Well, Sit back in my chair. Well, maybe we'll give him a, we'll give him a chat here and, and see if maybe we can do Matter of fact, I'll stop by the headquarters down here in Tampa, and then I'll, I'll let him know about the, the, video, the Vito Corleone special. We'll get that up there. But uh, Joey B says he just put an umbrella in his hot toddy. 32 here in Colorado, or 85 in Tampa. Not 85 in Tampa. That'll be the temperature tomorrow. So we're today we're supposed to get about eh, 72 degrees, which is just comfortable and nice. Umbrellas and Fuji go in Fuji's Mirror Light when he visits Denver in a few weeks. And you guys, by the way, make sure you get together there because Fuji be out there next Friday. I'm flying out there next Friday, Joey B. So you and me and the, the crew I'm coming out with will be hooking up somewhere. And, in uh, the city of Denver, the Eagles Nation's taking over that pitch too. That, that they are. And then uh, Joey B says, "Are you a coffee guy as far as a pot of coffee or a curing guy?" Pot of coffee, espresso, yeah. cappuccino. I'm Italian. <laughs> Make sure you got some cannolis waiting for me too. 
<laughs> there you go. And the last question from Joey B says, Doug Peterson to Vegas or Denver? Mm. Vegas. I think so. Yeah, I, I rumors, think so. rumors are out there, but who knows? It's all here, so. Exactly. But, hey, listen, by the way, everyone, please jump on over to episode 90. That will be kicking off at 1135, so we're going to sign off from here. Again, thanks to Dave Burkett from the Detroit Free Press for being on the line with us. Oh, and by the way, to make the announcement here, uh, probably and more than likely starting next Thursday, the live call-in line will be live. So you'll be able to call in to the show, and it is a first in podcast history here. You'll be able to call into an actual podcast other than our friends over at Redline Radio, which those guys have been having fun over there uh, doing their, their call-in version of their show. But we will have the live call-in version. So not only will you be able to make the comments here on the screen, you'll also be able to call into the show and pretty much ask us anything. Uh, for the most part, Rick says, Happy Halloween to all. Thank Joey you, B sir. says, uh, Debbie, <clears throat> at a fake palm tree, the English backdrop. We tried to, we actually tried to get one, Joey, but unfortunately, they don't have the, the, the right size for one here. But uh, I'm pretty sure we're going to find one. If not, we'll put a blow up one for, for Christmas here, as we always end up decorating the front of the house here. The like the Corona tree. commercials? Exactly. Oh, no, good point. Good point by both of you guys. Uh, Palm Tree Eagles and viewers are jealous you are in Florida and we're stuck in miserable winter weather. <laughs> it's all right. Hey, Debbie's nephew, by the way, my producer, he, uh, him and his girlfriend just moved out there to Denver not too long ago. So they, they went from Florida to Denver. So I'm pretty sure they're wow. feeling it as well. Put brains in the background. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. That'd uh, be now, interesting. I, it would be, but I will say if Tom Brady is listening, which we know that he's not, but if he is, you're welcome here into the green room couch. So if you want to come down, I'd love to have you in the studio and we can talk to you, Gronk, and the rest of, of the rest of the squad down here. But no, there is no Tampa Bay gear in that closet. So there's a Gronk this, jersey. There sure isn't. But Antonio I heard Antonio Brown. Nope. OJ Howard. Cameron nope. Bray, Leonard Fournette. Yep. No. No. Maybe Dylan. You got a Vontae David jersey. No, not one either. Hmm. Not that one. But Listen, everyone, we're going to sign off here. Again, thanks to Dave Burkett from the Detroit Free Press. We will see you guys over in about a uh, good six minutes from now on episode 90. And uh, Fuji? Six, six minutes, don't defresh your own. Exactly. For my producer over in Studio B, for Fuji here, thank you guys for watching episode 89. We're sorry it wasn't available on Thursday, but, of course, we made up for today. And we will see you here in just a couple minutes on the other side. Enjoy the time.